Welcome to Ponder and Practice, your one-stop shop for all things living both well and long. You deserve to feel comfortable being yourself as soon as possible and for as long as possible. I'm Dr. Katherine Hoffman, a naturopathic physician specializing in mental health with a simultaneous obsession with all things feeling better at 100 years old than you did at 20. If you want to be at your very best, mind, body, and spirit, for all that remains to you of this life, you're in exactly the right place. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Ponder and Practice. Thank you so much for joining me here today. It is, as ever, such an honor and a pleasure to share this time and space with you. Thanks for hanging out. I want to talk today about um, a habit, practice shortcut, hack, whatever you want to call it, (laughs) that I don't think gets enough airtime. And it is, I think, the number one, yeah, I think it's the number one thing that we can do to improve our quality of life, no matter what our health status is, no matter what's going on around us, no matter what our circumstances are, um, no matter what our other habits are, this one thing really has the power to transform, (laughs) for lack of a better term, but to really transform your experience of life such as it is, however it happens to be showing up for you. And this number one thing is gratitude. Before you turn this off and you're like, okay, Catherine, you're full of nonsense. This is absurd. Yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Um, Hang with me. Let's talk through this for a little bit. Um, There are some research studies in the literature that talk about changes that happen in the body and in the brain as a consequence of practicing gratitude regularly. Um, So this is not just a woo-woo, like, oh, just be grateful and life will be perfect kind of thing. No, (laughs) I'm not telling you that. I'm not blowing smoke. Um, Absolutely not. What I am saying is that gratitude and practicing gratitude regularly has the capacity to help you rewire how your brain works and therefore rewire how you see life. And how you approach life and how you interact with everything that life has to offer you and that shows up for you. Um, the I have I've practiced gratitude at different points in my life. Um, and usually <laughs> it pops up when things aren't going so well because it's something that I know works. Um, so when my, um, well, I won't necessarily go there, but when I was in graduate school the first time, right? So I had a little bit of background information so that this makes sense. When I was in, uh, the eighth grade, my grandmother died. When I was in like ninth, 10th grade, my grandfather died. When I was in the 12th grade, my mom's partner died (laughs) and that was it right? Um, And then I went straight off to college. Meanwhile, I hadn't dealt with any of that grief from those losses, um, which were tremendous losses for me. And I was exhausted (laughs) 
because I hadn't taken the time to process that grief. And so for me, that shows up as I am so blasted tired. Now, I didn't touch that grief through my college experience and my undergraduate experience was definitely like influenced and colored by that grief I had not dealt with. And then I got out of college and went directly into graduate school, still not having dealt with any of that emotional stuff um, and being burned out because my system is not designed to like go, go, go. Um, I'm not designed as a person to be someone who can just like crank out for 12 hours a day. Um, I'm someone who requires a lot of rest at my best. <laughs> um, and so certainly like I went to a really intense high school and then going through those losses and then um, going through college and taking, you know, heavy course load and whatnot. Um, and then getting into grad school and like I was burnt out probably. Um, subclinically at least. And when I was, my, my first graduate program was a master's in herbal medicine. And the first week of that program was really intensive, um, emotional sort of excavation <laughs> that happened, which I wouldn't trade for the world, but very tiring. And then through the rest of my schooling there, every Monday morning we had a, a it was a class and it was a continuation of that ongoing emotional excavation because it was a matter of being able to be present with ourselves and acknowledge where we were so that we could be present with our clients. Um, and it's something that I'm so grateful for, but at the time was absolutely the worst. I hated it. Monday mornings were like the worst day of the week because I had to sit in this class for like an hour and a half, two hours. And there's there was no way out of it. There was no way to soften that blow of like, here's the emotional fallout and like, here's all of this nonsense and here's what everyone else is dealing with. And there was no, um, there was sort of no hiding. It was just being out in the open for all of these different and difficult emotional things to like show up and be seen and it's not an easy process to undergo um and so it was rough it was a rough time for me um because I still hadn't like even in the midst of that like I wasn't dealing with my grief and I hadn't dealt with my grief because there were other things I needed to do I needed to show up to school I needed to show up to work I needed to continue to to live and like make my life run. And so um, I still was not acknowledging where I was at. Now, even in the midst of all of that, in the midst of feeling totally exhausted, of feeling like I just can't do this another day, like I can't show up to this another week, uh, this is the worst. Somehow and from somewhere, the practice of gratitude showed up. And it was something that in those really difficult moments, I could still point to, I could still use and bring to bear no matter what else was happening, no matter how difficult a particular conversation was, no matter how stressful um, school was, no matter what was going on at work, I could call upon gratitude. And I'm not saying like, oh, thank God that this is going so, like, this is so hard because it's making me stronger. No, that is not what I'm saying. 
what at that time my practice was, was really simple things like, huh, that flower is really pretty right now. That's nice <laughs> that I get to see that. Um, this meal is really delicious. How, like, I'm really grateful I get to eat it. Um, you know, the dog is really sweet lying here next to me. That's really lovely, right? So small things that were not lies, that were not things that I had to reach for, that were simply ways of pointing out that there are some really beautiful things, even as it feels like my life is too much, there are some really beautiful things going on. Fast forward, um, and this is a practice I've used intermittently, so I sort of forgot about it for a while, wasn't really doing it. Um, and then it showed up when I was in med school, one of my residents, no, attendings, um, brought up a study that showed that folks who took some time before bed, it's very important, before bed, took some time to say three things that they were grateful for that day and why those things had happened, right? Like what was their role in bringing those things about? These folks had higher markers of happiness. Um, and I don't have the study in front of me and I'd have to dig it up to find it, but so I don't know like what kinds of measures they're using. I assume it was a survey type um, study, but what the authors asserted were happening, was happening, was that by one, calling out something, three things that you're grateful for, and then by acknowledging that these things didn't happen to you, you had a role in them. Um, and doing this before bed, what this essentially did was, does, was train the mind to see the good, right? And two, emphasize self-efficacy. Emphasize the fact that you have agency and autonomy in your own life to make good things happen, to make things that you enjoy happen. And then finally, um, you know, doing this before bed helps to um, encode those memories in the brain because when we sleep, that's the time when our brain does all of its work of moving short-term memory into long-term memory. Um, it's when the nervous system resets itself. And so that's why it's important that this is done before bed is because you you anchor that as the critical pieces in your day and emphasize that these are the things that we want to move into long-term memory. Now, I don't know if this is actually what happens, but in my um, recollection of this and in my own thought process about it, it makes some sense to me that this is what might be happening. So if you want to take a practice away from this episode, I suggest that maybe that would be a good one. <laughs> so before bed, say and saying it out loud also because that helps to encode it in a specific way in the nervous system but saying out loud three things that you're grateful for for the day before bed right so maybe when you're brushing your teeth no because you're supposed to say it out loud um so it's like you're getting your pajamas on saying these three things or maybe if you have a bed partner um before going to sleep you take 
15 minutes and like you say three things and your bed partner says three things. Um, saying these things before you go to bed out loud along with what was your role in them and then go to sleep. <laughs> and then do this on a daily basis as for as long as you can, right? And see if anything shifts. See if your mood shifts. Um, this is something that... Um, uh, anyway, never mind. Try it. See how it goes. In my own practice, in my own life, this isn't actually something I do a lot of days. Some days I do, and I've started to do it more and more since I started a gratitude journal. Um, and Oprah talks about her gratitude journal. So does, oh shoot, what's her name? She wrote Girl, Wash Your Face. I can't remember her name right now, but she talks about this too, and it's part of her journal system that she markets. Um, but having a repository, having a journal of sorts, and it can be a note on your phone. I'm a, I'm a paper person, so mine is a physical journal. Um, <clears throat> but writing things down that are specific to that day. Um, so, and this is something that I started doing a few months ago, and I've been really surprised at the change in my mood over the, over the time that I've been doing this. Um, and I don't do it every day. I do it a few times a week, even though my goal is to do it every day. But by having something that is very specific and by looking for things throughout your day, this changes how you see the world, right? And again, this is not to say that you are looking to lie to yourself, that you are trying to tell yourself affirmations that you don't really believe that just are like, yeah, that would be nice, but whatever, this is stupid. No, it's not that. It's things that are true for you, moment to moment. And things that are usually, if I'm being honest, very simple. Oh, my bed is here under me. That's nice. Oh, I put clean sheets on today. That feels really good. Oh, look. Um, you know, there's a cat that looks really friendly walking down the street. That's really sweet. Um, that baby smiled at me on the train. I really, like, that really brightened my heart. Um, these things exist in the world. We have to, however, train ourselves to see them, especially as we are in a culture, at least if you're in the United States, um, we're in a culture where the media, like newspapers, television, all this kind of stuff, um, social media, we're trained to pull out the bad, to pull out the things that are big, bad, scary, to pull out the things that make us want to tear our hair out and, like, punch the TV. Because, like, what the heck is going on? This is ridiculous. Um, and we're really trained to key into these things. Part of this is our biology, right? Our minds, our brains are trained to keep us safe. And so we automatically and naturally key in more easily to things that are big, bad, scary, because our brains are trying to keep us safe. And so if we can say, like, that's really dangerous, let me not go there, um, then your, your brain and mind has done its job. And so it takes some effort to train your mind to work in a different way, to train your mind to see what is good, to see what is beautiful, to find those 
moments that are worth being grateful for. Um, there's a post that I keep seeing show up on Instagram that's um, that says, you know, how underrated it is to leave your home and come back safely. That's something that a lot of folks don't think about, but my God, how how grateful can we be if we leave our homes and come back safely, given all the things that could possibly go wrong in the world and all the things that could possibly happen? Wow. And that's a big one. It's also a very simple one. Like I left my house and then I came home. Cool. Like that's worth being grateful for. Um, some other things as you're going, because this can be tough to do if you're not accustomed to doing it. <clears throat> but things that often show up on my lists are sensual things in terms of things from my senses. So this looked a certain way. I really liked the sound of this song. I really liked this smell. Um, <clears throat> I'm in a mentorship program and every month she sends us an essential oil blend. So I got mine today. I was like, ooh, this smells so good. <laughs> like this blend that she put together just for us and it just is delightful. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, the smell of cooking food at night, whatever it might be. So, and taste. I'm always interested in <laughs> eating and how things taste. So though that's a really good place to start is paying attention to are there places where your senses are delighted? Um, was there a movie you saw you really enjoyed because of the way that it was filmed? Um, is there a plant that's growing outside that you just adore to see when you leave your house every day? Um, you know, is there a particular sound? Like right now, the birds are really loud in our neighborhood. So for us, it's like every morning the birds are really delightful to listen to in here. Right. So this is one way that you can start to pull gratitude out in a way that feels authentic and real. As you do this more and more, you'll start to see more things. There's a quote from Abraham Hicks. Um, you know, the better it gets, the better it gets. I think about this a lot as I go through my gratitude practice. Some days it's tough. Some days it can be absolutely mind-blowingly difficult to think back and say like, well, shoot, was there anything good today? It doesn't feel like there's anything good today. But as you practice, you'll learn to find small things. You absolutely will, I promise you. But you have to do the practice. It's not just going to happen. It's a matter of paying attention and learning and practicing and making it part of how you are committing to moving in the world and seeing the world and experiencing the world. I mentioned Elizabeth Gilbert on last week's podcast, um, and I think it was her who talked about um, when she has, I forget what she was going through at the time, like a divorce or something, but she was like, I'm going to leave the house and I'm not coming back until I've experienced wonder. And then she goes on to describe how her day went, and it was just it blew me away when I read it. And I'm sorry, I'm not remembering the specifics of her story. But um, <clears throat> I feel like she saw some elephants or something. Like it was a very remarkable day that she ended up having. But she had this intention of, nope, this is what's happening. I'm gonna, I'm gonna experience these things. I'm gonna be on the watch for um, the things that will that I find are, are wonder inducing that are awe inspiring. So a better way to say it. Um, Cheryl Strayed also talks about this because she talks about, um, I'm showing my demographic here, but, um, she talks about her mom telling her that, you know, there's, 
a sunset every morning and it's our job to put ourselves in the way of beauty it's our jobs to put ourselves right smack in the middle of something that we find beautiful something that we can be grateful for for and let that thing like smack us headlong so that we can revel in that feeling of gratitude of beauty of awe um so yeah (laughs) it is really phenomenal and this work really does physiologically change us um it changes how the brain operates it changes the physical state of your body if you consider what it's like to be in a state of stress to be in a state of fight or flight um we can point to the fact that stress hormones are elevated inflammation is increasing your immune system is ramped up If it's chronic your um, immune system is tired and is not doing what it needs to do anymore Um, But we can point to very specific, your blood pressure is increased, right? We can point to very specific physiological states and say, no, if you are stressed and in fight and flight, we know that this is what's happening in your body. The reverse is also true. This is important. Folks go through emotional stress and they're like, I don't know why I'm so tired. I don't know why I feel so crappy. I don't know why I'm not sleeping. Because your body is in a state of stress. Because emotional stress is not just emotional. Your mind and your body are connected. Your body experiences those feelings. And physiological changes occur because of them. The reverse is also true. If you take the time, make the effort, set forth the intention to put yourself in a state of gratitude. To put yourself in a state of feeling safe that the universe is holding you that you were cared and cared for and loved and held so closely by all that is because you are you are absolutely my friend um this also has an impact on the body and the impact is exactly the reverse of what it is when we're in a state of stress the impact is those stress hormones start to come down that blood pressure starts to come down your immune system starts to rebalance itself Um, you know, all of these blood markers will start to change. Your physiology literally changes based on what you are focusing on. Um, there's a phrase from, that I picked up from friends who are acupuncturists that's, um, oh shoot, now it's going to go out of my mind, but it's the effect of chi flows... Where thoughts go, chi flows or something like this. Um, In the Western world, it's more like, you know, where thoughts go, energy flows. And this is true, not in a, maybe also in a woo-woo way, but the way I'm talking about it is not like a woo-woo manifestation. Like, I'm going to think it and then it's going to be true kind of way, though I'm not knocking that at all. But it's true in energy goes, energy, no energy flows where thoughts go is also because of the physiological, the physical impact of your thoughts. Changes, your thoughts change how your body is running at any given moment. And so this is why the practice of gratitude is so transformative. There are folks who cannot exercise who, um, for whatever reason, like physical disability, There are folks who are stuck in places where they'd rather not be. Um, There are folks who have every advantage but who are unhappy, right? It doesn't matter where you fit in 
this tapestry of humanity, gratitude is something that will never not help. It's something that if you have access to your mind and if you have the ability to put forth the intention, which if you're listening to this, you do, then you can practice it and you can start to see subtle shifts. Will it happen overnight? Probably not. Will it happen after a week? Probably a little bit. Will it happen after a month? Yeah, a little bit more. After six months, a year? Oh my God, you will be a different person for the better. If you keep up with it, if you stick with it, if you start to pay attention and really put yourself in a position to pick out those things that really aren't so bad, those things that give life a little bit of richness, that provide a little bit of, you know, a pop of color here, um, you know, or something absolutely unexpectedly delightful there. These things exist for all of us, um, I have no doubt. Um, at any rate, again, just to sum up a couple ways that you can do this. One, in terms of practicing gratitude regularly, one is to say those three things at the end of the day that you're grateful for and the role that you had in bringing them about. So for example, maybe you might say, oh, I had a really great conversation with a friend today. What was my role in that? I reached out and um, to see if they wanted to grab coffee with me. And then I showed up and met them. <laughs> um, or maybe it's something like, oh, I saw a really beautiful flower on my commute today. Well, what was my role in that? Well, I chose the way that I was going to go to work. Um, and maybe a third thing could be, oh, I don't know. The meeting, that meeting at work really didn't go so bad. Actually, like a lot of good points were brought up. And what was your role in that? Oh, well, you showed up, um, or I showed up, I was attentive, and I was engaged in the conversation, and I asked some really good questions of the group, right? There you have it. Three things. Check, 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 right? And again, this is physiologically changing how your brain is working. This is not a woo-woo thing. But as you do this work, you're adjusting your thought process, you're adjusting your neurology and your internal physical chemistry, which means that you start to experience life differently, which is phenomenal. That's one way to go about it. Another way to go about to go about it, excuse me, is to keep a journal, paper, electronic, whatever works, um, and maybe set an alarm at a certain time in your day. Maybe you have a couple minutes at lunch, you can jot some things down. Maybe it's before bed, maybe it's when you're having your coffee in the morning, whatever it is. Um, and write down, you know, at least three things that come to mind that you can be grateful for. As you do this practice, and if you have a minimum of three things to be grateful for, at some point, you, you may find that your list is like unending. You're like, oh my gosh, I could go forever and ever. Some days, you may well struggle, up, struggle to come up with three, and you can. You absolutely can. They're there. They exist. If you can breathe, put that on your list. Um, if you have a home, put that on your list. If your mind is working and your body is working well enough that you can write that list, put that on your list. Um, another way that you can do this is not necessarily by writing anything down, but, you know, I'm a really big fan of phone alarms and timers. These are really big tools in my life. Um, 
And so you can set an alarm periodically throughout the day to go off to say like gratitude check. And just in that moment, pick a thing, like look around you, notice what's going on. And like, what is here to be grateful for? Done. Check. Boom. Awesome. Um, This is a practice that costs zero dollars and that has tremendous power to really transform your experience of life. Like I said, um, by altering your biochemistry and by also altering your psychology in a really positive and helpful way um, to improve your overall quality of life. So at any rate, I, for my part, am super grateful for you for listening to this podcast and giving me the opportunity to continue to share episodes every week and babble on (laughs) and keep on talking. So at any rate, thank you so much for listening and until next week, take care. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Every week I say it is both a pleasure and an honor to have you here and to share this time and space with you. And every week I mean it just the same, truly, from the bottom of my heart. This podcast has grown to a place where I never thought it would when I started it in 2019. And it's only because of you. It's because you're here. It's because you listen. It's because you keep showing up. Um, And I'm so grateful to you for that because I have so much fun doing the podcast. And to know that it has an impact means the world to me. To that end, I have a little bit of a favor to ask you. If you have just a minute or two, if you could take that time and leave us a review and a rating, that helps other people find the show. It helps other folks to know that this content is valuable and helps to further our impact and help us grow um, even more. So with that, I say thank you and until next time. (music) 